This is the show with Cannon Brown. I, I, I don't like people having a problem with me, and I'll usually hit it head on. And I'm I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I just don't like like people not liking me or something. So yeah. I try to. Uh, I, I'm upfront. I'm honest about stuff, and I'll I'll shoot it how it is, and we try to do things the right way. So that last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Cannon Brown, and is it is October 17th. That's right, we're still in the best month of the year. I don't care what you guys say, it is. Uh, and you guys are wrong if you disagree, so I will not have it. Hello. Uh, I've got a great guest for you guys today. When I say great guest, I say that every week, but this man is... One of the most influential people in the show pig industry as to this day, as of right now. I mean, if you guys know what Mount Rushmore is, of all the presidents, the four presidents, not all of them, but four. I'm not going to name them because I honestly don't know. But you know what Mount Rushmore is. This guy's, this guy's face would be in the Mount Rushmore of show pig breeders. And, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about him. The guy's Travis Platt. Uh, if you're not in the show pig deal... And you don't know who this guy is. He's a he's kind of a big deal. I mean, picture me, Ron Burgundy. He's kind of a big deal. I mean, he's got lots of leather-bound books. And his apartment smells of a rich mahogany. No, but for real. I mean, Travis Platt, he, he sends a lot of hogs all over the country. He helps so many families all over the country. He does a lot of good. Uh, and anytime you go to a national show you're going to see some hogs that either he raised or that he placed. So he's got a pretty big influence in our deal, uh, and I knew I had to get him on. I mean, I've been talking to him since the beginning of me even thinking about this podcast because I wanted his input, and I've I've been trying to get him on ever since. And he's a busy guy. I mean, he's he's got a lot of things going on. He's, he's got a lot of He's got a lot of hats. He wears a lot of hats, okay? He's got a lot of hats. No, he wears a lot of hats. He's got a lot of hand in things. Um, so it was hard to get him on, but I'm glad I did. And finally, uh, I got him to sit down and guys, I'm, I'm stoked about this interview. I hope you guys like it. Uh, I learned a couple of things that I would have never thought I knew about him. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just a more in-depth look at the people that uh, are shaping our industry. And that's, this is the reason why I started this was to meet these people that we don't really get to see or talk to on a daily basis and see what their lives are like, because, Travis Platt is not the most open person ever. I mean, he's not really on Facebook. He, he, he doesn't do a whole lot of social media. You won't get to see uh, the in-depth look at this guy uh, other than this right here. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I certainly did. One quick thing, like, share, subscribe, uh, the show pod, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. You know what to do. Um, and yeah, let's do it. I'm still talking. I, st- I talk so much. I'm done talking now. Let's do it, Mr. Travis Platt. You're safer here than any place else. Now just lock yourself in and keep quiet. Hey, Travis, how are you? Good, good. Doing well? Yeah. Got the kids put down? I did, yeah. <laughs> Seemed like you had a kind of a busy day, busy night. Uh, it is, it is. I got to clipping pigs for Duncan, and that's when I texted you and thought, shit, I better, I better see if we can do this. And then I got in, and I thought I'd help Adrian. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I I didn't have anything going on, so it works out that um, I'm kind of free whenever. 
Yeah, that's good. No, it worked out great. How many are you taking to Duncan? Uh, five. Just got five weanlings and no big hogs this year, but uh, just didn't didn't work out. We had one. And, uh, we're just taking five weanling pigs and some deliveries and going to take it easy. Sounds like a good time. I mean, any any time you're over there, it's kind of nice to not take a whole bunch. Just there's there's just so much stuff going on at all times. Oh yeah, yeah, that, it'll be a little more relaxing for sure. It'll be good. But uh, you guys just had your uh, invitational jackpot show, right? Yep. How'd that go? Good. It was real good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Turnout was good. Set of pigs were good. It was uh, it's kind of a neat deal. So we like go ahead. We like doing it. It's just kind of time consuming. When did you guys start that? This is our seventh year to do it. Oh, wow. So it's been going on for a little while. Yeah. We actually had the very first Walton Webcasting Livestock Show there. Oh, wow. (laughs) Kind of started the whole hype of Walton uh, at at a show. It did. Now, now I mean, any show you kind of have to have Walton there if you want people to watch it. Dang right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, that looked pretty fun. But, I mean, putting on those shows, it's got to be a pretty uh, time-consuming. Oh, it is. I mean, it takes a lot of time, preparation, and all that. And we like to do it, but uh, it just uh, takes some time, and it's kind of just for our customers. So it's it's worth it. We do a lot of stuff and make it fun. And a little different concept on the drawing of the pigs and all that, so... Yeah, I bet, especially with kind of just your customers and inv- invitational setting, it's it's got to be a little bit different from just the ordinary jackpot show. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just our our group of customers, and uh, they don't get to pick their pigs. They just draw uh, tag numbers, and those are the pigs they get. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, they come uh, if they can come to. We have a drawing in August, and then it's max two pigs per kid. Um, seven hundred fifty bucks uh, a pig, and they draw them out of a hat, and those are the tag numbers that are matching the pigs in the barn, and those are the those are the pigs you take. Now to like join to be, like pull a raffle, do you have to be uh do you have to buy a pig from you guys or what? Uh you have to be a customer the in the last two years. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody else doing that. That's pretty dang cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's neat. It's different. Um, we're gonna do something next year, but I don't know. We're gonna mix it up a little bit and try to make it less uh, kind of lighten our load a little bit. We're not sure exactly what we're gonna do, but yeah. Now, how many people do you have showing there? I mean, with that are buying raffle tickets. Um. There are, we had 111 head that drew this year. Wow. And then we had about 90 show up. So we did purebreds this year for the first time. And uh, we had some of those. And uh, I paid eight deep in pures and eight deep in the crosses and then came back together for a top eight overall. So like the grand pig got like uh, um, $10,000 to win. It's five thousand for the breed champion, five thousand for overall, um, and then I paid it like uh, like the breeds all paid five thousand, twenty five hundred, 
1500 1000 750 750 750 and then top 8 overall paid an additional 5000 4000 3000 2000 1000 for the next four spots so yeah like uh grand pig won 10000 uh your champion pure and fourth overall won 7 grand uh, reserve Grand and Reserve Crossbred. That barrel won like sixty five hundred. So, yeah. Now i i had a I had a question on my list here uh, later down in the interview line about how you keep such a good relationship with your customers. But I guess that's how you do it right there. I mean, you just set up activities for them. You set up ways for them to kind of participate and and make some money yeah, off of this. Yeah, that, that shows we don't make money at it. We yeah. give it back. Uh, we give a lot of gear and do a cornhole tournament, have a guy, Scott Shelby came in and sang, um, uh, we feed him a big dinner and a lunch. Um, we, we make it fun. We make it enjoyable and, um, it's, it's, it's a neat deal. And we've got a pretty, a pretty tight niche group of customers. I mean, for 250 plus people there, it's I mean, it's good, friendly competition. So exactly, um, it's. I mean, everybody wants to win, but there's no sprayers thrown and conspiracies and all that. And <laughs> it's fun. Um, we started doing it, and it's it's grown, and we've always got our pigs from Kilmer's, um, and we continued. We started that, like I said, in 2013, and. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, this is our seventh year and I paid, this is the first year I've done different money. The first six years I paid 15,000, 10,000, five, 25, 15, seven fifty for the next three. And then I mix it up and paid more people out this year and inquired, you know, put some peers in the mix and, uh, we do showmanship, belt buckles. I don't announce the judge till I get there that morning, so it's a surprise. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's just a good deal. And you talked about kind of it taking the conspiracies out of it or politics out of it, and you're exactly right. I mean, they're not even – they show up and they get a uh, tag, right? Or are they taking care of these yeah. hogs? Oh, yeah, they take care of them. Yeah, so they take care of them. I mean, but – they take care of them from August till October, and yep. uh, next year we're probably going to move it to November. And uh, October's so busy now with Duncan and Kansas City and and uh, you know Eastern Regional, and uh, it's it's just it's busy, busy, busy. So we might uh, move that to November after North American or something, and and work around some things, but. Uh, it seems like some stuff is going to have to move to November. There's just way too much. I mean, yeah. you got like National FFA Convention. You got uh, American Royal. Uh, yep. There's so many shows that are just starting up in October. It's a great month to do stuff. That's why. But yeah, it's it's a little overwhelming sometimes. For sure. Now, let's talk about you. Let's let's kind of what's your background. You grew up in Indiana in uh, Roanoke, right? Yep, that's right. And you grew up showing hogs. Nope. Oh, I, mean, you, I, showed, I showed pigs. Ten-year mm-hmm. um, 4-H member. Um, I showed multiple species. Um, showed uh, goats, sheep, uh, some cattle. 
Showed a dairy beef steer. I always showed oh. pigs. Showed pigs for 10 years. Um, and, you know, ha- had good success. Uh, showed a lot of rabbits uh, nationally. And my dad still raises rabbits. And we, I probably showed more rabbits and sheep growing up. Had the most success with the rabbits. Some people know that. Oh, yeah. um, and then, the, you know, the sheep, we did pretty good at State Fair with those. Um, I won a couple classes at, um, at state fair with our pigs. Um, never won my county fair with pigs. We had a pretty tough county, but, uh, I won the carcass show one year, my last year. Uh, and then it kind of, uh, it snowballed into NJSA. Like I went to the very first national uh, summer spectacular in Lafayette. And that was when, I think it was 2008, or no, 1998 was the very first when NJSA formed. Yep. And I was part of that. Um, now, how, every... now, how old were you when that happened? Do some oh, quick math man. really quick. Uh, I'd be 98, so 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you're kind of in your show prime yeah. right there. So I was, yeah, I, I mean, I showed it. I've been to every one of them since. Um, and, you know, very involved with that. Now, how did you like being kind of diversified, not just showing one uh, species? I mean, you showed everything. How, how yeah, did you like fine. that? It was fine. I mean, from a county fair level, it was fine. Uh, you know, state fair, um we showed some sheep and pigs and, and that's about it and, and got along good with it. Um, I guess the thing is like that drove me the most is NJSA after my 4-H career, I started showing a lot of jackpots and then my very last year when I was 22 uh, and still showing, I won the Expo Reds and was fourth overall when the Crossbreds and Pures all showed together. And it was the biggest pay, the biggest paying expo. It was like paid ten thousand to win and seventy five hundred. Oh, wow. it, it was a neat deal that year, and that was my last year. And then I had some families inquire me, uh, me to try to help them get some pigs, being as I was done jackpotting and showing, and um, you know, kind of snowballed from there. Um, out of college, I got hired by Hoosier State Semen Supply, which is Daniel and Tolinda Hendrickson. Um, I was there about a year and they were downsizing, making some changes. Um, and I ended up, uh, they ended up, you know, downsizing and, and I offered to, uh, bow out and went back home and, um, kind of got offered a banking job and didn't take it. Uh, uh, kind of wanted to be around the, the pigs and started trading some pigs, had a few sows and then kind of snowballed from there, but, uh, yeah, yeah it snowballed a little bit. Yeah. And then he went back to vet school and obviously Daniel's a vet now. And yep. obviously some of our very close friends and some of our, you know, very successful customers. And it's kind of a, kind of a neat deal how it's all, how it's all played out. But yeah, that's kind of wild how, um, you just go through life and sometimes you kind of get out of stuff and then you meet yeah. back 10 or 15 years down the line. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their kids got old enough and we started getting them pigs and it's, it's been there ever since. Yeah. That Hadley, she can get it. <laughs> yeah. When, when yeah. she, when I was on the junior board, I mean, I, I knew right from the get go that she could, she could beat me any day. 
Yeah, she's pretty sharp. She's a killer in the ring. Yeah. Now, I, I wanted to take it back to the rabbits here, because you said your dad still raises rabbits. Uh-huh. What does he raise them for? Show. Just this show? Like, how many head does... I don't even know. How many... Uh, what do you call it? Is it a flock of rabbits? Herd. Herd? That's what I thought. I, uh... He's probably got 300, 250. Wow. 300. We had that many whenever I was involved, and I did all the chores back in the day, and, uh... Yeah, we, we used to do quite a bit of that, and... Oh, I went to the National convention a few years ago it was held here in indianapolis and we took uh, i took my oldest boy brantley and then my brother-in-law i got austin to ride along with me and we went down there and i was walking through and we bought we bought a few and i uh got them back for my dad and he's kind of um he's kind of built them up pretty good again a couple different breeds and um i was over there the other day i've got our isolation barn is right by our new facility my parents house and we uh he got some rabbits out for me and i still i think i know a little bit about him but he's kind of <laughs> got, got some good stuff going on so yeah it's uh, kind of interesting you ever get asked to judge some small stock shows um because of I your have, rabbit uh, influence i have been asked to judge some rabbit shows with my dad but how I are they do you do all right <laughs> i haven't done them in a few years okay um, probably seven eight years ago i did a county fair with him and i got asked this last year but we had uh we had a pig show that was it was over um i think labor day and we already had something scheduled but yeah i wasn't gonna do it but yeah i don't know it's, it's different that's not something that you hear a lot though i mean i know a lot of people that showed rabbits in high school but they show rabbits and then they get out of it. They kind of make their money back. And you, like you said, you can make some money in rabbits at these county fair and state fairs. You, I know in Arizona, if you sell your rabbit at a county or state fair, they usually give it back to you anyway, and you can just keep the proceeds. Yeah, we don't. Uh, I wasn't real money maker on my on my end or my dad's end. It's kind of a hobby that uh, I'm sure some people can make them make some money at it. But yeah, if you sell them in your 4-H auctions and meat pens and stuff like that, absolutely. It's pretty wild. It's definitely part of the industry that I think more people need to know about is like the, yep. the small stock industry because that's something we don't really look at very much. Yeah. Now, when did you, uh, being from Indiana, did you always know you wanted to go to Purdue or did you have your eye on other things? Um, I actually, I actually uh, did, I thought. Um, uh, I don't know. Growing up, I thought I could be a chef. And then, uh, soon realized no. And then Do you like uh, cooking. I did. Yeah. You don't like it anymore. It's all right. It's all right. My wife does everything now. So if I help her cook, it's like a wild deal. But now uh, when you thought you were going to cook, was it like you were just like 16 years old, you made some Mac and cheese and we're like, damn, I can uh, be a good cook. Yeah. A little bit of that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I did like four H foods growing up. And oh something. yeah. I, I don't know. It must've been just a thing, but um, that was always a thought and that was like middle school, maybe early high school. And then I, uh, I, uh, went to, uh, Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne, um, my first year and the way it fell my last year of 4-H was my first year of college. So I was close to home to take care of animals 
and didn't have to go away for college. Um, and then I transferred to Purdue after that, after okay. my first year. And I was in landscape architecture, which is a really hard program to get into and how I got in, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I transferred out of that my first semester because I wasn't me. What interested did you about it? Uh, I thought I could make some bank. I thought I could be yeah. good at it. Um, I'm kind of particular on designing and stuff like that. I still like our new show barn, our new facility. Oh, yeah, I that new facility is awesome. I drew it all out on paper. Oh, and then wow. I do it. So, I mean, I kind of like, I'm kind of anal about, I like stuff set up and I, I don't know. I started doing it and I was thinking about animals and all that. And then I transferred in animal science and, and that was history from there. But yeah. Now, why did, were you like judging in 4-H and FFA? Why didn't you go to a junior college? Never judged livestock. Never judged livestock in 4-H or FFA. Didn't have it. Wow. We, did, we didn't have FFA at the high school I went to. I went to a, uh, uh, a high school here. Uh, it's kind of in the Fort Wayne area. I was kind of on. I was the only kid in, in 4-H in my high school, which wasn't all bad. Um uh, I went to a, a really nice uh, high school that's, uh, uh, you know, a lot of my buddies' dads were doctors, lawyers, and it, it was kind of neat. I was, I was the, I was the only farm kid, but oh, we didn't go. have, we didn't have any of that. Um, first set of reasons I ever gave, we were at the, it was some all uh, Dixie National all beef contest at for Purdue. I went, my, my, you know, I, I was on the team. Um, we had a really, really good team. Uh, Brian Arnold, Justin Rodeball, uh, Amanda Shackle, which is Amanda Pruitt, Clay Pruitt's wife, uh, Jeremy Jones, Jason Corrier that works for Crossroads. Oh, that Tanner is a Sport, good team. <laughs> Cattle, uh, Jeremy Jones here close, Jake Hagee, part of Trace Amigos, Garrett Kelly, um, Andon Booker. There, there was, it was, uh, we had, we were, we had a lot of, uh, there was more on there too. I'm probably missing somebody. So, uh, but with a lot of talent, um, and it was fun. Um, and you know, I judge for, I don't know, half, I, I judge some of that. And that's where I kind of learned how to do, you know, reasons and all that. But all the other kids on there were kind of junior college. Like the very first contest, he, he was, uh, our coach was going to put me, on the five on the floor. And I was like, very not, I was uncomfortable. Like I'm not confident on giving a set of reasons. And, uh, you know, he was ranking us before and, uh, yeah, I ended up uh, doing okay. But, uh, yeah, first set of reasons were a little rough. Yeah, I bet. But sometimes, I mean, when you kind of go in there with one coach, they can kind of mold you to where they want you to be. I've said this before, but it's, I know a lot of coaches that are, that have said, we prefer a kid that doesn't know anything to come in here rather than yeah. a kid that's been coached just BS for four or five years. How to do stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Did you have any of any idea of like the livestock judging competition before you went to Purdue? Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew, uh, I knew quite a bit about it. I didn't, uh, you know, I was kind of little, little new to it, a little nervous given reasons and all that. But, uh, but yeah. By the end of it, you guys kind of were all right, though. Yeah. I mean, with that talent on there, those those names that you said, I mean, just I, – I know a few of those names, and 
those guys know what the heck they're talking about. I mean, those are some industry leaders right there that you just said. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, uh, especially hog guys on, you know, Arnold and, and, and Justin wrote a ball. I mean, Justin's one of my very good friends that, uh, we were in each other's weddings and still, I mean, our families are real, 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 real close. And, uh, you know, Jake Hagee, uh, he's a vet, um, obviously involved with Trace Amigos and, um, you know, a successful cattle vet for sure. And, you know, Justin and, and Arnold and, um, you know, myself have all judged, uh, quite a few Texas majors and, yep. and, and shows and, um, you know, OYE, uh, it's, it's kind of a neat deal that, uh, that, you know, we had, we had all those, all that t- and, and Rodeball never went to junior college. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hagee never went to junior college. Um, but yeah, we had, uh, it, it was kind of a neat deal. Well, it just goes to show that you don't need to go to junior college or you don't need to uh, livestock judge in college uh, to be a good livestock evaluator. You just need to have the mindset. Sure. I mean, yeah, that- and I mean, I um, I didn't, uh, not, a, not, not a point, but I didn't finish out both semesters judging, actually. I uh, retired, I guess you could say, from my team after the National Bear Show. Um, I didn't end up being on the floor and, uh, I had a lot of stuff going on and I was still starting to trade pigs and I, uh, I jumped off the team after that and, um, yeah, we had to do barrel show though. (laughs) I had to, I wanted to be on the floor and I guess I, uh, it didn't happen. So I was, uh, I don't know, a mad kid or whatever, but, uh, kind of ticked you off. I had enough stuff going on that I, uh, I guess I retired and, uh, we've, we've been all right from there. So, well, that's good. I mean, at least you can look back on it and kind of realize like, all right, yeah, I was a dumb kid, whatever. But I mean, mean, you're, you're here now. I mean, you, you did all right for yourself. Well, that's the thing. We (laughs) had a, I had enough going on, you know, that's a fall time and, uh, you know, I had fall and spring and winter and pigs to buy, and I was still trading pigs in college. And it's, uh, yeah, we had enough going on that we, we were fine. Now I wanted to get into that kind of your trading hog story, because from the outside looking in, from me looking in, I don't know how you would even start doing that. Um, and you said you started doing it before college or during college? A little bit in college. Um, you know, uh, towards my, towards the later part, I would, I would help a few families, um, buy, buy some here and there. Um, actually 2007 would have been, uh, my first year with Hendrickson's in Hoosier state. Uh, Daniel and I bought a group the year before from Expo, from Cobb, some show gilts. We bought four or five, I think would have been some seven twos and some good stuff back in the day and, uh, partnered on them. We bred them, um, sold some litters. And then I had a customer that bought pigs from Hendrickson's that needed another state fair barra. We didn't have anything good enough. Uh, this was Oh seven spring of Oh seven. Will winter. I knew will knew will and Jay. Um, 
they were coming up for a pig and extravaganza and he told me he had a belted pig that was real good out of his good moody blue sound got sick on the trip and uh he uh he would sell him before or he'd sell him and not run him to the sale for 500 and i'm like i got a family bring him by um and i called the wilson family and said hey i got you a bear from texas um and then we uh later that summer i ended up you know when daniel downsized i ended up moving back home and we uh we had the Grand Guild at the State Fair, and then that sick barrow was Grand Barrow at the State Fair. So <laughs> that was 07. That was the first year, and then it kind of kind of snowballed. Well, that'll uh, light your fire off. <laughs> like, I mean, first my year. Nephew, uh, my, my brother-in-law, Sam Malcolm, which is a key part of uh, – he was my guy that pushed me the whole way behind in terms of getting me pigs through my 4-H career. And um, – he had a pair of gilts. Uh, my nephew Micah showed one of them, and then I I bought one as a baby pig uh, at a sale, the Hoosier State Appreciation Sale. I bought a Lake City gilt there, and I let a family locally show her, and they were champion in reserve at the uh, at Louisville, and grand overall was my nephew's that they raised, and she brought twenty thousand was a record seller. And then the guilt that I owned was third overall, and I sold half of her to Cobbs, I think, for 10000 and uh, started Cobb and I's partnership on some things. And uh, 07 was pretty good. It was a nice year to uh, get out on my own. And Yeah. Now, how old were you in 07? I mean, when you, when you first start doing this, you first start making money in, the, in this deal. How old are you? 07, I would have been... What would it have been? Twenty. I was born in '83, so yeah, 24. Uh, I was engaged. Uh, no, not engaged yet. Just started dating Adrian. Nah, we were dating a little while. We were dating. Um, and uh, I mean, it's yeah, gotta, I mean, it's yeah. gotta make you feel good. I mean, 24 years old, you kind of just started, just started into it relative, like to other people. Yeah. And you're yeah. making this kind of money. You've started these relationships. That's kind of got a lot of fire under you to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this. It's a good year. Um, you know, from then it's kind of, I mean, Ader and I were dating then. And then like uh, 2008 was another decent year. Um, you know, I, I had a few sows. Like I said, we raised some. I think we like. Cobb and I, that guild I just brought up, Cobb and I, that partner sow, we won Duncan that year um, with the York, uh, the York guild, won Duncan. And um, like 2009, I was helping a couple families still, had some, you know, had some luck, like Blake Goss. I got them a guild from Rota Ball. She won the Oklahoma State Fair. Um, Kyle Riggs and I raised the guild that was like, Reserve York, fifth overall at Louisville. And then I, um, the NOA, I sold Kyle Pullen, um, a pig, his family, a, a guilt that Riggs and I raised that didn't turn out. And then I said, let me help you next year. They called me that spring, said, we'd like a red, we'd like a pig for Expo. And I said, all right. I went to Steve Malcolm's, found a red pig, 
um, I said, all right, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to bring you this pig. He won Expo that year, grand overall. Jeez. And that was that was 09. And then, with a red uh, one? With the red one. Yeah. Oh, before his time. So we won 09 in, with a red one that was, uh, his name was Hammer. And I actually rode, uh, we all drove together out there. Uh, Pullins and myself. And I got pulled over on the way there. And for speeding or what? For speeding. Yep. Nice. Got a ticket. <laughs> fast forward 10 years later, this, this summer, I got pulled over on the way to Expo. And we won Expo with the red one again. With the red one again. So it's funny said, how those I'll, things work I out. Said, I'll, I'll take a ticket every year. Dude, it, that that one in uh, 08 must have been pretty good because I don't remember any Durox winning any national shows before like oh, 09, 10. But yes, he was or, very good. Yeah, oh, 09. 09. Sorry about that. Uh, a, a litter mate was reserved grand. One toot it. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, now, when, when, when you got into it, did – did you think it was going to become a huge business or did you just like doing it? You just wanted to do it as a hobby. Uh, I mean, I like doing it. Um, we traded quite a few pigs. Um, I mean, off the start, had a few sows down the road, um, had the right families. And that's probably what drove it. And I still, to this day, I still say that's what helps us. Um, it's, uh, you know, the families that we started with and, and heck, some of them are still with us, you know, like 2009, I sold a pig to this cattle family in Illinois that, uh, I think it was nine. It might've been eight. Um, this cattle family in Illinois that I think Bobel said something's like, yeah, get them some pigs. That would be good. And, um, they didn't end up turning out. <laughs> they were just average. I sent him like a, I don't even remember. Most but of them don't up, end up turning out. So don't, <laughs> they ended up sucking. And then the next year they're like, yeah, we want some more. So I sent him a couple, had a, a crossbred guilt from Malcolm that won a bunch. Land race was like third overall land race at Louisville. And then after that, they hit a pretty good lick. And that's the Caldwells. Yeah. So. Oh, um, that's the Caldwells. That's the, that's the cattle family. That's, the, <laughs> that's the cattle family that you got into uh, the so, show big deal. Yeah, that I flopped the first year and then they uh, taken <laughs> off. And... Well, and, and they're probably, the, I mean... In the cattle and hogs, they're one of the most well-known families in the country now. Yeah, they're uh, they're sharp for sure. They, they do pretty well. Yeah, but but you guys, I mean, you're trading a lot of hogs. What makes you decide to raise your own or even start a boar stud? Um, I don't know. I I, I like the I like the fact of raising them. You know, we're up to a hundred some sows now, and. I've got a couple uh, partnership farms and, you know, Trent Lahr and Steve Lahr and, and um, us, we have got a bread guilt market there that we've had pretty good success with. And the, our bread guilt market, some of those guilts we raise, but a lot of those guilts are show guilts that uh, families send back or I keep part of or something. And they've got a story and our bread guilts have, bre you know, done well, made boars, made winners. Uh, but we're not selling leftovers. We're selling something with the pedigree or a story. And I've got that farm. And then um, 
we've started, uh, we've started another partnership up, uh, Austin, myself and, um, uh, another guy, uh, in Michigan and, and we're kind of working that deal, uh, as well. And there's, there's probably 35 sows there. And then we've got 90 to hundred around here. So we've got our hands in a lot of sows, uh, didn't start that way. I think I had eight to start with and, uh, rented a barn and had the sows across the road from my parents. And, um, it just kind of, just kind of evolved, but, uh, I tried, you know, we've had luck with stuff we raised, but I like to have a service that I can, I can buy pigs, um, throughout the country, um, from different breeders and place them into homes and, um, usually try to make a little bit on them. Uh, yeah. not a lot. I don't gouge them. You know, I, I just try to make a decent for time and effort and, you know, we, we help with those too. And, we'll trade a bunch of them and then you know we started the online uh sales on the pig planet when we started that website my wife myself uh we started the the pig planet and then i got involved with um with dan willoughby and and uh we did sales on there for a few years and then you know recently here uh kevin went and the went group kevin and megan we've we've merged forces with them and and um you know we're together on the show pig, uh, show pig and pig planet, you know, online sales on, on that platform. And, and, uh, obviously I support that and buy a lot of pigs through that, uh, from different breeders and, and place them into homes. So now what kind of made you want to do that merge? Um, customers, customers. It, yeah. was, it was a Kevin went and I are very good friends and we were very good friends before, uh, I look, I look, you know, look up to him, um, you know, kind of being a forefather of, of the marketing thing. And, and I went was one of the very first ones I told we were starting the pig planet. I remember calling him on the way to expo that year. Don't remember what year it was, but, uh, he's like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. And then, uh, you know, kind of got approached and we started the online deal to offer a different service, had success with that. Um, I just felt that, other breeders and customers just felt bad that they needed to go to one side or the other. Yeah, exactly. And it was kind of like, God, Platt buys a lot of pigs from us, but I got to sell them here. And then I would get butthurt about it. Yeah. If somebody would go to the other sale and, you know, Kevin and I just sat down and said, Hey, he came to my office, um, there at the, at the farm and we sat down and, and, uh, all right, what's the plan? Uh, he told me one time at North American, he said, and I, I remember this and, and it was, uh, just when we were starting, he says, uh, a lot of people, um, what, what company did he say? I, uh, it was Bob Evans rest, two restaurants were owned by the same company. And he said, a lot of people don't know that. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, Hmm. So we sat down and he's like, what do you want? I was like, man, I love this platform we've got on pig Planet." And he's like, I do too. And I said, I need to be good about this. Dan and I've got a good relationship, what we're doing. Um, and he said, you know, it would be so much better if we can merge. And I totally agreed. And I said, let's talk to Dan about using his software and program and making our, you know, moving it to show pig. And I said, 
I've got too many irons in the fire. I'm sitting helping closing sales every night. I said, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be able to have access on anything in terms of billing, um, you know, bitter information, all that. I just want to be a guy that sells pigs. If they need help booking a sale, I've got a sales agent, uh, Taylor Miller, which is uh, Todd Krieger's daughter. Um, obviously uh, married and has a family and she's kind of my accounts manager. Um, and she's awesome. And she handles that for me. It, it, it was just the best time to do it. I needed to lighten my workload. We could do a merger, one place to buy pigs. It was kind of a no brainer. Use Willoughby software that everybody loved on, you know, show pig had such a following. So many people went there and it was, it was kind of a no brainer. Exactly. Uh, you know, so then the next meeting was with Katie, the whole show pig team, um, uh, you know, Amy Smith. Um, and, and I mean, they've got a staff there that's that's bad to the bone and it's uh, it's good. They so, know what they're doing. That's for sure. Yeah, it was kind of a no brainer on that and uh, did that. And then back to the boar stud thing. It was an 08. I bought a couple pigs from Sam Shear in Huntington. Um, I think we, I sold a pig to the family. She won the open show at the Indiana state fair Durox. Um, went back the next year, looked at pigs and was like, Hey, we should start a boar stud. And he Not called easy. me, he <laughs> called me and, oh, before I got home and, um, and he said, uh, are you serious? I said, hell I don't. Yeah, let's try it. Let's just get like eight or 10. And he's like, okay. And he's like, uh, well, Rick Whitman called me and said that he's got a Duroc boar there. I said, well, let's, let's, uh, we got extravaganza coming up. So we bought a boar. No, I think we bought the Whitman boar before. Anyways, we went to Whitman's. He had a pair of boars. There was one that was incredible. I said, uh, what would you price a boar like that? And he said, ah, I'm not going to price. I'm going to take him to Expo. And I'm like, what would you price him at? And he's like, 15000 And I said, I'll take him. And that boar's name's Problem Solver, which is in oh, wow. a lot of Duroc pedigrees. And uh, he kind of got us started there. And then we bought a boar at, at Extravaganza the same year called Rename. Um, he kind of got his name renamed, but uh, <laughs> his name that. But yeah, we, uh, we started it there. And it's kind of evolved into the 60 head of boars and... Um, you know, 10 people on collection days working and, and, uh, uh, you know, us having a hundred and, you know, our hands into 150 to hundred and 150 plus sows. Um, and Sam's, you know, he's close to a hundred sows. That's 250 females to get bread. Yeah. Plus, you know, all the semen we sell it, it's kind of a no brainer. And it, you know, it started down and, uh, uh, open fronted barn and horse stalls and you know now we've got three different boar barns and and um yeah we're 60 boars we're maxed that's where we want to be that we don't want any more and it's it's kind of evolved like that and you know i've kind of got my hands in in all parts of the industry and um it's good but it's you know a little more time consuming you know recently uh steva uh Reppy and, and her husband jason um have uh uh they're part owners in the pig planet now and, and helping kind of that workload as well that was adrian 
you know, doing all the billing and all this. And, and she's still very much involved and they make the decisions and they'll bounce stuff off of me, but they, they, they've got it going on. And they do that. And, uh, her staff there at, at uh, novel designs have, have kind of taken over with, with some of that stuff and, and helping, you know, Adrian being, you know, lucky enough to stay at home mom and take care of her boys. And, um, she still works on that stuff, but not as, uh, they just, you know, at nights we were both sitting in the office working on stuff and it's like, boy, something's kind of got to go. And, and that was a, that was a good transition for us. Well, you kind of have that period of time where you hit a wall and you're like, okay, I, we need to figure something out so that we're not hitting this wall every, every single oh, night. Yeah. yeah. I've had that. I've, I, I have those, I hit the wall a little bit on different things thinking, what the hell am I doing here? So now, now what's your favorite? Is it uh, the show pig deal or the boar stud? It's a good question. Depends on the day. Depends, <laughs> Depends on, on the <laughs> time of year. I mean, yeah. we're starting to fare out right now. Okay. Um, never had many Octobers, but uh, uh, we had some open open gilts and sows, and I've got uh, a couple outfits out your way that uh, you know I help supply some pigs for, yeah. and um, that they can use that age. And I told them. I told them that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna breed some for them and then keep the keep some of those back for some expo and in our spring crop we sell everything exclusively online other than group orders and then uh, like October's I'll keep some but we'll put most of those on a group and um, we bred quite a few of them crosses and we're starting to farrow and then we'll get into November here and, and then have some purebred litters and. And some of that, we've got quite a few confirmed bread and that, that's a fun time of year. I mean, you know, uh, my wife and boys are, are over at the farm with Austin, myself and, um, Kyle that works for us. And then my nephew's helping us some here as well. And they're over there a lot and that, that makes it nice. I mean, it's uh, it's fun time. Um, boar stud in the fall is good, but man, it's hectic. I mean, I don't know. It's it's pretty rough. Springtime it's it's solid. It's it's good, don't get me wrong, but fall time is just is is hectic because we're we're breeding so many and we're selling, selling so much a bunch. Yeah. And you know, we're trying to sell baby pigs and trying to do everything in the same day and um luckily I got good help and it, it helps it helps ease that up a little bit. It's a good thing you got a good team uh working yeah, with you. That's a big part of it. I mean, that's, that's the thing that all these guys that I talk to that are running pretty big operations, that's the one thing that it comes down to is the team that they have, that they're relying on. If they're good, they don't really have a lot to worry about. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, Travis, you've got your hand in everything. And I, honestly, I, I want to sit down with you after the, sometime after the interview, because I just want to get your advice on things. I mean, you're, you seem like a great businessman. Um, and I want to ask you, you, you're always, you seem to always be innovating. Uh, and trying to make things better. How important is that in our industry, not just the show pig industry, but the industry as a whole? How important do you think to just like further innovation is? Oh, I mean, you mean like in terms of... Just in terms of, uh, I mean, your your new facilities are incredible. The, the way you go about your business is uh, innovative. Your jackpot show that you have is, is a new uh, whole realm of show how do you kind of keep coming up with ideas and how much do you rely on these ideas to just keep you going 
Oh, I like to be different on different things. I mean, um, we've got a, uh, you know, I like to think of new things we can do to make it, to make it good. And, and, uh, I'm a pretty, uh, I mean, I like to give, I like to give back. I like to make it, you know, like this plat invitational. I wish somebody else would do one so my kids could show at it. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, it's different things that it's like, you know, I like to do things. Um, I've got a mind for it at the end that, that, you know, try to make memories for, for kids that stuff that I remember. And I mean, you know, I'm, uh, we got a good crew of good, great, awesome families and team that we work with. And, and, uh, uh, the, the thing about them, they do the work. We just help supply the, we just help supply the product and, you know, we're not over the top, hands on. We get to the show, look out, we're taking over. It don't happen that way. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of advice if you ask for it, but if you can't get the work done at home, you don't have a shot. Uh, exactly. So um, that's kind of my deal. I know some different crews maybe handle that differently, but uh, I mean, they'll get it done. We'll, we'll help them in crunch time or give them suggestions, but. We don't take over doing all the feeding and, and all that. We've got good sticks and good homes and um we, we give it back and that's a uh, I don't know. I don't know. I like to I like to keep things going. You know, as far as the facility, um we ferret all our sows with uh, Michael Showpigs, B Greg, Troy Michael, um those guys, uh Cody and Andrea, I mean they're good customers of ours, great customers. Uh won the state fair guilt show um started barreling some pigs it just so happened i had my 10 12 sows over at my parents neighbors ferret down the road uh greg was buying pigs for his boys and he had this commercial setup and i was over there um i think i was being a i was being a smart ass one day and i was <laughs> like uh how about i just move everything over here and just kept going on with my conversation. And he called me and said, uh, you serious? You want to move everything over here? I'm like, uh, I don't, I said, I don't know. I said, I was just kidding with you. And then he's like, think about it. So heck, I went over there a couple of days later and we set up a plan and I had the boars and he had the facility and, um, you know, we, we both, you know, worked off each other and got it started and they're up to, I don't know what they've got now, 90 sows probably, um, had some success. We were both growing. We had to keep our numbers tight. And I finally just said, uh, I'm going to bite the bullet and go build a place. Uh, I had that land by my parents' house and, um, I tried to buy some land around my house here and, and nobody really wanted to sell it. Um, and you know, uh, it's probably better to get away from the place and, uh, it's not, it's like eight miles. It's not bad at all, but we decided to build it. Uh, I drew up some plans, gave him my brother. He's in construction. Um, he built it. And then I had a company come in and do all the hog guts and stuff. And they worked together on how to do stuff and, uh, tried to make it long-term, tried to make it easy. Um, and you know, hopefully my kids want to raise pigs down the way and it'll, it'll be there or Austin or whoever. And, um, yeah, I did that. And then Greg, uh, you know, Greg, they've expanded their sows and, and it's kind of neat. We've got a very, very good relationship still. We left on good terms. Um, um, 
and I'm over there. I, I buy a lot of pigs for them and we've, we've won quite a bit with their stuff. And it's, uh, you know, just loyal relationships like that. And, um, I try to, I guess I've got a pretty good, a pretty, maybe that was good or bad. I don't know, but like, I don't like anybody not, I, I don't like people having a problem with me and I'll usually hit it head on and I'm, I'm a pretty easy going guy. I just don't like, like people not liking me or something. So yeah. I try to, uh, I, I'm up front, I'm honest about stuff and I'll, I'll shoot it how it is. And we try to do things the right way. So, well, speaking of people not liking you, I'm not saying people don't like you, Travis, but whenever you win, there's always going to be people saying that you're doing something wrong. Sure. And I'm sure that you, your crew, uh, I know the Caldwells, they've all been accused of, of either cheating, doing something wrong, bribing the judge, talking to the judge, knowing the judge. Sure. How, how do you just keep an, a, like a level head? I don't know how you do it. I mean, because... Oh, I mean, I I hate hearing stuff like that. You know, um, you know, Caldwell's are very, very good friends of, of ours. Um I mean, his kids are like our kids, and my kids are like their kids. And uh, you know, Maddie is uh, uh, she helped us at these shows. Her and her her boyfriend Lane, and uh, they came over to stock show. And I mean, they're we're we're very very tight with them. And uh, you know, Kansas City a few years ago, uh, they won that deal with the steer that was I don't know much about cattle. Um, I think he was very good, and everybody oh, yeah. else did. And then you know, he gets kicked out of the Kansas city deal and, um, rough deal, uh, didn't, didn't do anything. And it was kind of falsely accused and, and, uh, left kind of a black eye on that. And, um, uh, there's certain things like that. I mean, rumors get started by different people. You know, I bought into a Hereford heifer with a couple other guys in Caldwell. And then somebody started a rumor about her chest getting cut out and all this other stuff. And, Oh, I remember that on Facebook, I think. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, kind of ruined her show career, and she ended up not breeding, but um, that wasn't obviously because of that, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise. The, I don't Facebook, know. the Facebook comments made her infertile. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just stuff like that. I mean, haters like that and, and ruining the reputation and, and saying that they um, tattooed a leg or something i don't something on a, a hamp and a i don't even know what the they sent all these whatever it, it was a deal but falsely accusing people i mean um uh you know i don't know it's I messed guess, up uh, no 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 the story and i mean obviously there's steps that are taken that are probably the wrong way in different areas and and um you know we've had uh heck i've had I've had barras I've sold that um, that have got kicked out out of our state fair. Um, I've been, you know, we've been fortunate enough to to win our state fair bear show the last four years with different families, and um, the first two years those two barras got disqualified, and the first year was due to age, and there is a rule at our state fair um, that hasn't really been enforced before. And it was enforced that year because uh, that pig was older than January 1. And, hey, it's a rule. He got kicked out. Um, maybe we didn't – we didn't necess- I didn't sell that pig in February to make our state fair. He yeah. just made our state fair. 
Didn't think anything of it. He won. Somebody filed a grievance. He got kicked out. Family came to me, um, showed me the, the, the grievance and the thing. And, and uh, you know, hey, the pig's old. We take our licking, move on. No big deal. The next year, uh, that bear gets kicked out for banamine and was total BS. I had to tell the family when they got to the Platt Invitational drawing the week after our state fair that the rumor down in the open show at our state fair is their bear got kicked out. So I said, check your email. They checked their email. It was a Saturday. The celebration of champions was the next day. They got an email that Barra got kicked out for traces of banamine. That pig never got shot with banamine. Yeah. Uh, it was the whole uh, residue. It's a zero uh, tolerance residue deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the Maxwell family. They fought it. I felt terrible for their family. Um, getting drugged through that for no reason. You know, we did some, some quantitative tests on some urine that we had that they had. It was very, very low levels that could get, you know, anywhere. It could be another pig off the scales. Um, they, they can get it. it they hard. can get it just walking down the aisle. Yeah, they <laughs> fought it hard. Yeah. And they made a difference. Uh, they got our state fair off of that. <laughs> so, Which is good. Um, they, they, it took a lot of financials on their end, and they made our state fair better for it. Um, and that boy actually, uh, um, you know, um, uh, Cody Maxwell has, has had good success, um, you know, as well in, in the ring nationally and everywhere else. And, and, uh, that was, a, that was a black eye for no reason. And, and that just goes to show you that, uh, uh, you know, I'm like, damn, two years in a row, pigs get kicked out. That doesn't look good, but it's, it's not necessarily, um, you know, fine lines and, and it, and it happened and, you know, like the, the age deal, Hey, okay. He was older, you know, you roll on, uh, um, it wasn't, it wasn't an, an intentional fault or trying to cheat by any means. It's just, Hey, that, that kind of worked that way. And, um, it's never been enforced before that. And, and now it is. And, and due to that, uh, if you want to watch the online sales or any uh, live sales, uh, crossbreds ages are now due to that barra not listed anywhere. So, <laughs> um, and I, and I'm not, I'm not enforcer showing old pigs everywhere. I just, that pig happened to work there. You know, his yeah. two litter mates showed at expo and they were 240 and 250 pounds. Oh wow. And that pig was just small for his age and, and, and it's fine. It's over. And then the, the banamine thing was, was pretty rough. That was, uh, that one was rough, but, uh, end of the day, they got stuff changed in our state and, yeah. and made it better for the future. And, you know, well, that, that zero tolerance deal is kind of hard to figure out. I mean, there's a certain show in Arizona, as some people might know that has a zero tolerance policy that some people won't even come to anymore just because of that policy. Cause they're so well, scared. I've, of I've it. heard, I've heard stories and, um, yeah, different shows are like that. And it's, uh, after reading, you know, I, I didn't know. But after reading articles, um, talking to uh, uh, people, uh, you know, Iowa State's done some research and in horses where uh, a horse that has been uh, injected with, with banamines in a stall um, for 12 hours and then you put a clean animal in there and you test him 
he tests with with the low level and it's like wow that just goes to show you that uh there's got to be a level or something and and I'm all for I'm all for about drug testing everything oh, yeah, of course there's there's protocol and I I understand that and I'm not saying there, there's rules and rules need to be followed and you know I don't ever want to help a family to put them in a bad situation to try to do that I don't want anybody uh, I don't want my you know our kids um, in, in those situations or you know if we start to show different species and we started to show some goats um, this fall. I mean, it's it's kind of a deal that you get involved with the right people and they help you lead. I don't want to be led the wrong way or told to do something that's going to affect the outcome, and I expect that on my end. Yeah, definitely. We're not saying that drugs are good <laughs> by any yeah. means, by any means. But yeah, but uh, some are some are needed in, in yeah. different times, and and you know our guilt show is a open book guilt show. It is uh, it is not a kill show. Um, if the drugs are certified for uh, swine, then we can use those on the gilts and the well-being of the animals. And, and it, just like the NSR shows, the way yeah. it needs to be. Um, the bear shows from a market standpoint, you got to have withdrawals. You've got to be in different guidelines, and that makes sense. So, Yeah, it's, I mean, there's no, I don't know what the right answer is. And I know, um, Shan, you know Shannon Schultz. Yes. Uh, but he he racks his brain with this question all the time. I know that he just always thinks about this question, the zero tolerance policy question, because it's hard to figure out. It's, it's very hard to figure out. And I don't know who's going to have the right answer for it, but the whole low well, level thing is hard to deal with. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see the zero tolerance. I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of the fence on it. Um, because I think there are, I don't, I don't think that needs printed. I think there are, situations where there there needs to be a tolerance level um because uh, you know for that instance on not knowing exactly um the different figures on it um you know yeah i think uh i, I think that needs any show any show of any level i don't i think zero tolerance is kind of asinine definitely we don't need to talk about drugs all night either <laughs> no no uh, let's go back to pig planet. And I know you said you stepped a, you, you took a step back from it, but I still think it's, I mean, that platform is so huge and it's been so impactful for, um, not only me, but a lot of people in the show pig industry. What you said, you kind of got that idea coming from it, coming home from expo. What gave you the idea to start that? Uh, idea. Uh, we wanted to do, we were going to all the Indiana junior swine deals, um, you know, texting, calling who won over there this weekend. Okay. Mm. Um, we met with Steva and, uh, they did a champions drive. They still have it. Very successful lamb website. Uh, and they were thinking about doing a pig site and we we're like, so were we. So we met at Applebee's and Huntington right down the road. And, uh, sat down and said, Hey, you know, let's figure this out. Um, how we can do it. Um, and then, you know, I, I think that it just kind of evolved that like, um, we, we wanted to do our own pig site with that. And there was another, you know, um, another site called the pig page. 
Okay, it's a website still, and it was uh, it was kind of an older website. Yeah, uh, they don't have as many as many people listed now, but uh, um, yeah, back in the day, it was kind of an older website. We wanted to do something similar uh, with their website, you know, showpig.com and then like the sheep champion drive and kind of merge it all together where we have a show pig directory, um, some judging contests, um, some, some cool things like that. Um, and that's, uh, you know, uh, that was always a, a vision of ours. Um, and then the, you know, the, the online auction thing kind of came, came to a head as well. Now, besides the auction, cause you guys are, uh, the pig plant doesn't do any more auctions anymore. Uh, what, uh, for the people that don't know anything about the pig planet, what does that platform and website actually do? Uh, results show pig results are a huge, are a huge thing that, that brings a lot of traffic. Um, breeders directory, you have to be a breeder linked to us to get your results text. It's a tweet, text tweet. Um, you know, we, we try to do as many national and big shows as possible uh, and, and try to get all the information of breeders and sires. And we link those back to the boar studs or the breeders. Now, if you're a breeder, a small breeder, and you don't have a website, your name is still listed. Uh, if you are a big breeder and not linked with us, we will not list your, and you have a website. <laughs> if you're a breeder and you have a website and you don't link with us for two twenty five a year, we're not going to give you free advertising. Yep, exactly. Um, so that's, that's kind of our theory on it. Uh, that's what we do. And we do a lot of, uh, you know, we do a lot of um advertising on that people like to see it you get a text of the shows um who's winning and all that stuff and i mean i think people just just like to see it well yeah and, and, you, uh, and you do some uh like judging contests too on that website too oh yeah judging contests uh you know don't you guys do like yearly uh competitions with the judging contest on there uh we do we do some team uh team competitions we do some individual competitions uh, we do like boars of the year um, in terms of we have a, a breed boar of the year and we call it man of the year um, and then an overall winner. Um, we do articles with judges. Um, we've got a, we've got a good a good group. Uh, you know, Novel Designs does a lot of that, and then Adrian obviously helps big time with with that as well, but. Uh, yeah, breeders directory results, and then obviously involved with the online auctions, you can get to it uh, from our website. Um, so, yeah, you, you basically wanted it just to be like a little one-stop shop for anybody looking for show pigs. Well, that's the thing. You go to it, and it'll direct you where to go. Yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a place that you can get a lot of information here. And we weren't going to do the online auctions. We waited like two or three years, and then that came to a head. You know, we're like, let's do it. Um, let's do something different. We had good success. We had the right people come on. It was good. It was solid. And then we got to competing so much, and um, we, we ended up on the merger. And, and it was a good merger. I mean, they took the platform we were currently with, and they're still on now with, with the Willoughby platform. Um, and then there used to be a buyer's premium on show pig and 
Uh, I had to push a little bit on that. Um, that always sucked to buy pigs on show pig and pay. Yeah. You buy a thousand dollar pig, you gotta pay 1100. Yeah. Uh, and we never did that. So with that merger, we eliminated that brought a good, you know, a very good platform that it is now. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the brains behind it. And, you know, when you get outbid, you get texts. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's uh, so you know, nice. If you bid on other websites, if it's cattle or different platforms um, that aren't doing this, it sucks because you're there the whole time. You're trying to refresh and all that stuff. Now, how do you stop the sales from going till like midnight? Every single sale. I mean, every single like Heimer sale goes to like two in the morning, it seems like. Well, and Cobb's the same way. It's Cobb's the same way, yeah. It's just pure numbers. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Ottenwalder sales go yeah, late. Like, yeah, you're right. You, you you guys are on a different time zone than us, and I don't know how many times I fell asleep on those three guys you just mentioned, and I wake up the next morning and I'm like, uh oh, did yeah. I get involved? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> um, usually, usually those guys look out for me. Um, they kind of know where I'm at. They'll yeah. handle it themselves, um, and I think that's that's good to know that. Uh, on that but yeah there's not really a time there's not a there's not a there's not a button you can click and say end at this time it's if there's a bid within the last you know the two minutes anywhere in the sale it will keep extending yeah um you know we've had sales close in 10 minutes you know sales that are maybe aren't as successful not not mine personally some smaller sales that just they don't get the bids and you click on it you know 10 minutes after it started and it's done, you're like, Oh boy, but Hey, nobody bid on them. They've had since they've had three hours to bid on the sale and the sale was done. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's not necess necessarily a time. It gets a little rough though. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm sure that, I mean, you know, you just said you, you go to sleep sometimes you wake up and you didn't get anything bought, but I mean, I, I know there's, I've been with friends and myself that we just were sitting on there waiting to buy stuff and, Maybe you've been in on a barrel of guilt at like seven fifty for two hours, and she's not moving, and yeah. then somebody else gets outbid, so they go to yours, and they, your your bid hasn't been moving for three hours. But now, since that person didn't get that pig, they want this one. Well, I mean, I agree with that. There's pros and cons from a selling standpoint. That's great. Where you oh, exactly. Can do that. Um, from a buyer's standpoint, it sucks in those situations. But the way it used to be on the horse style is um you would uh you would bid them in order like at like a live auction so at the same time if you're if you're wanting lot 40 and lot two is your second choice you you think all right lot 40 is not that high lot two i'm gonna let it go yep so you let lot two go and then lot 40 brings six times the amount you wanted to pay and you look back up and you're like, geez, lot two is way under the money now. I should have bought it, but I didn't because I thought I could buy lot 40. Yeah. So there, that, that's the other way to look at on there. Yes, that does suck when you've had them that long. Um, and, and that's some of the reasoning that the sales go so long is because people sandbag and wait a bit. Exactly. It's like, it's like Cobb sometimes. Aaron will text me. And ask me when I'm going to start hammering, and I usually won't start his sales bidding on his sales till midnight. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Because 
because it's like if I it's usually an office day for me on his sales uh, that I'll just get on there and I'll wait to bid and um, and and, I, and it usually goes a couple hours after that so it's not uh, it's not them waiting it's just everybody's kind of in the group to to sandbag now my personal sales I like to get them over with yeah um, I a lot of you know my customers and 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 th- those guys my longtime customers will get in there will hammer it out we'll try to figure it out i have had i have had very very few sales ever go to midnight personally um you know our bigger sales that have 70 some head and um 11 30 maybe um because um i mean i like to get in there like people know where they're at they can start bidding early We'll get it figured out, and if you need to bounce around, bounce around. Yep, definitely. Well, and that that works even better when you have that kind of tight customer base that you know, you know which one's gonna, who's gonna be on each pig, kind of. Well, and that's always that's always been that's always been my motto, and I tell people that and say, hey, so they do it, and you know, I don't bid for people; they handle their own stuff. Um, and like I said, springtime, I sell exclusively online. Uh, all of our raised pigs go online sales other than some group order pigs that go out West. Um, so those pigs sell online and then our trading pigs is obviously first come first serve, call me, order, send them Uh fall time, different ball game. Uh, I will do, I'll set a couple groups aside for online. And then after that, we sell a lot of pigs privately. Um, if I've got truck and trailers here, and they want to buy some groups, they're ready to buy them. I'll sell some that way. I'll sell some online. I'll sell some live sales. You know, it just kind of varies on the, on that crop. And, you know, if I could do it, uh, all online in the fall, it would work. But due to our schedule, like I just mentioned earlier, selling boar or semen, breeding sows, people come to look at pigs, um, Certain times of the year, I mean, like I had a, we had one, we've only had one sale so far this year and it was a really, really good sale. I set those aside, said these are going in that sale and, uh, we've got a really good Georgia trade and, you know, a, a lot of those pigs ended up going that way and some to Texas and, and, and Oklahoma and, and, uh, and all that. But, um, that makes it, that makes it good, but it just depends on time of the year and on how we're wanting to sell them. Now, in in kind of the heat of it, in like late March, early April, when there's just a bunch of pigs sold and and bought in the Midwest, how many hogs are do you have in your barn? I mean, baby pigs that you raised, and then hogs that you're trading. Well, can you give me a number about like the number of hogs that you're just pushing a year? Doing? Yeah. never counted them 1500 1500 that's a bunch <laughs> 1500 probably probably close um and that includes the ones you're raising and then the ones that you're yeah, trading yeah, yeah yeah that would be pretty pretty close to that and that's not feeder pigs or anything like that uh, uh we'll move uh oh we'll move a few hundred uh a few hundred out west um on some on some different guys big groups and we try to raise some of those uh i work pretty close with uh uh you know kilmers and i got some pigs from rotaball this year and 
um, different things on on some of those groups and and uh, you know I'll go select them and pick them out and and uh, just to make sure customers are happy and I'm I'm completely upfront on where pigs come from and I don't ever claim pigs that aren't mine and unless they the breeder gets the full credit so yeah that's awesome and I think just another way of just ensuring that your customer base is going to be happy is if you just you're upfront with them and you're honest oh sure and I mean that that helps you know, Borstead customers as well. If I say, Hey, you know, give me a couple, gr- I, I need, I need 50 head at this amount. Um, we'll be there to pick them up. You know, I'll, I'll come pick them out. We'll pick them up and we'll get them sent out and, yeah. uh, Hey, rock and roll. Cause if somebody calls me with those, you know, we sold a few groups to Florida this fall and that's a, you know, that's a bigger market in terms of numbers and, and, um, th- those help, those help make seasons. I mean, Numbers at, at a decent amount of money, not crazy high, but just send quality and still realize you still have feeder pigs. So that's the biggest thing is treating people the way you want to be treated and the way you have been. So Now, in terms of Borstead, and Travis, if you, ha- if you have to go, you let me know. It's getting a little late on your side, but I've got a couple more questions for you. Yeah, you're fine. On the Borstead side, how I I, I would assume that some people – might not be happy with everything that comes out of their sow or gilt three months after they, or four months after they buy the semen. So how, how much just, how, how many times do people come at you and say, Oh, you sent me the wrong semen or, or you did something wrong. The semen wasn't good. How much does that go on? Never the wrong semen. Um, well, one time I had one time a guy accused us of sending uh cross instead of duroc because their duroc had pigs that had white feet and like red belted oh and i called the other breeders that got semen that day and asked them how their pigs were they were fine how's the color they're fine (laughs) how's the ears (laughs) they're down I i soon realized that that breeder never did find an extra dose they they said they they finally admitted they were short a red dose a red belted board dose of semen they didn't know where it went oh gosh (laughs) but that's that just goes to show you it's fine i'm not gonna mention anything but they uh uh the board said things good but the first reason they want to blame is the semen yeah uh, you know, I, I've had, I, I've had guys that sows didn't come in on their 21 day cycle till 30 days. And that's our fault. The semen, you know, didn't stick around <laughs> didn't, for nine days. And yeah. The sow didn't stick. Um, their sow got sick. Uh, they, the sow aborted, um, their, their sow carried their pigs and had all mummies. That's my fault. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's an easy finger to point, and and don't get me wrong, I'm very thankful for our customers, uh, and, and any Borstead owner will tell you it's uh, you know, it, it's just we kind of joke around about it. Oh, Bors Bors fault, you know. Um, so yeah, we we get a lot of that, and I'm pretty, you know, I take care of customers, you know, um, like many Borstuds do, and. You know, our, our, our business and in the pig industry, us boar studs are all pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, you in have a good to be. Way. In a good way. And, I mean, we kind of watch each other's backs. Obviously, we're competitive. 
um, competitive people when it comes to auction and we all try to buy boars, but uh, I've got very good relationships with a lot of the boar stud owners, a lot of respect. And uh, I think that's what makes it good. I mean, if somebody wants to call and, and talk smack about somebody, I don't, I don't really give them much, you know, I don't like the whole uh, drama, rumor mill, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of boars that get blamed for missing sows. And sometimes it is the boar's fault, you know. Um, I, I've had I've had people that, uh, you know, want to call me and say the semen's dead. And hey, I, I tell them how to warm it up. And then they apologize and said, hey, all right, the semen's good. Now, on the other hand, I've had them try to warm it up and it is complete, completely terrible. And then... I look at it and it's terrible. Sometimes the board, you know, it's just it's just nature. But yeah, it happens. We we don't bottle semen. Sam and I will not bottle semen that we are not comfortable with. I don't care if I'm losing five thousand dollars in sale on a board. I won't bottle it if it's not going to settle a sow because I would be one pissed off person oh, if yeah. I got something that is junk. Now uh, there's been boards we bottled, and then a guy gets it and. Uh, they it's terrible a day later so usually we check our sample and we're you know it depends how it's shipped maybe ours is fine sitting in indiana and the guy in uh california got it and it's terrible but did it sit in what terminal where is it at but i'll i'm pretty easy to work with i'll replace stuff i'll work with people um on certain circumstances now um you know, we're kind of at the year that we run a lot of credit cards, but some guys get through and get semen and then they want to tell us when they got to pay their bill that this one didn't stick or this and that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think that it's, uh, if you, if you're up front and you're good with people, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine with it. And I mean, I've had my buddies that have missed sows or had a rough year and, you know, I take it personal, probably too personal. And, uh, you know, because I feel terrible uh, about missing sows at, at their place, and um, when I'm settling them to, to mine, and and you know that, that's part of it. Uh, I probably need to not take it as personal when whenever you know somebody misses a sow, I feel terrible about it. But it's like, how hey, we, you know, it something didn't work out. Let's move on. So, um, but yeah, it just it just depends. It's life. I mean, I was gonna yeah. ask you how much. Um, how much of the stuff is true? Like how much, like a boar stud, if they're sending different semen, if they don't really care about the customer, or if they're sending dead semen, I was going to ask you how much that happens. Uh, but it probably doesn't happen that much. It's probably just people pointing fingers. Yeah, I mean, that makes, that makes uh, a lot of sense I mean, to I'm, me. I'm sure there's different situations with different places. Um, but I, I would like to say our industry as a whole in a very, very big percentage of... Um, uh, of people, unless I'm totally naive about it, I think there are there are a ton of honest uh, uh, people doing the right things in terms of sending semen. Um, uh, I'm, I mean, I, I think I think we're in good shape. I think uh, I think there's there's a ton more good in it than there is the opposite. Now, there can be a couple, you know couple spoiled grapes in the bunch that uh they can get bad they can get bad blood and and i just uh i i just give a little word to make sure you know who you're working with and there's 
there's more good apples than bad apples. There's always a couple bad ones, though. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah. and it and it sucks, and it makes people question other things. But if you've got, uh, you're working with the right people with the right ethics, I I think you're okay. And it takes that just in any business. I mean, you there, there's 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 bad ones out there. You just got to watch who you're dealing with and listen to listen and and use reputable people. Yeah, you're right. Now, Travis, you've got your hand in a whole bunch of things in the show pig industry. What's your what's your end goal? Do you have a goal at, within the show industry, or are you just raising pigs, selling semen, and, and trying to just create a better place for showmen? Uh, we're moving to Hawaii next month, and we're going to start a show circuit there. Oh, just, incredible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'll move with you. There you go. There you go. we got a podcast guy. <laughs> um, I can fare out a sour, too. I yeah, know, I, I know a little goals, bit. Goals. Um, I like to I like to have success. Um, I like to win. I like my 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 uh, customers to win. Um, and we strive for. I like my boards to produce winners. Um, I've I've got to drive for it. When that drive dries up, probably time to be done. Um, I like to judge shows when I can, uh, I don't take as many anymore, um, just time wise. And, um, I hate to be that guy thinking I'm, I'm, and, and I'm not, I'm too good for a county fair or a jackpot or anything like that. Uh, I'll take some of them when it works. Um, you know, obviously I enjoy the big shows, uh, when I'm asked to judge them and, and, uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to get some of those and, and, uh, and I've got to drive for that. I like to do it. I get excited for it. When I lose excitement, I probably need to quit. Um, and in terms of the pig thing, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go at it hard. I get excited for it. Obviously, I, uh, we stress for it. You know, the, the thing driving us now is, uh, we're just starting to show our kids, um, uh, my, my oldest boy is, we just started showing, uh, you know, would have been like, uh, uh, last fall, been about a year ago. Um, and, uh, um, that, that, that's a pretty big driving thing. For yeah. Us. How stoked are you for that? We're pumped. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had a, he's had a pretty good little run here for just showing a year and, um, it's a different shoe to put on because our customer base and uh, I'm going to be, we're going to be very upfront on what we're showing. Um, we're not hiding anything. Uh, we're going to be very transparent on pigs that we, uh, we have in our barn um, with our customers. Uh, yeah. Obviously we want to be successful um, we've got a reputation, we've got a name, uh, do we need to win every show we go to? No. Would we like to? Yes. If our pigs are good enough. Um, and that's just, uh, uh, you know, we've got, we've got pigs on feet for, for certain shows and, and we're going to tell people we're not going to show every weekend at jackpots. Uh, um, Brantley, our oldest, he loves it. Um, he, he wants to do it. I mean, he loves it enough that it's a threat that, hey, we're not going to show. And that, then stuff gets serious. Oh, he, there you he go. Straight, <laughs> he straightens up. So, um, 
now if he wanted to go play sports and do that, then we'll support that. And maybe we got two, you know, Camden and Hayes are, are, uh, two and one and, and, uh, they're, they're out there walking the pigs. Uh, our middle one, maybe not as, uh, he kind of, he likes doing it occasionally. And then our, our one year old is, is like ready to go. Gung so, ho. Um, but it, it's, it's kind of what our kids want to do. Um, on that, and that's kind of leading astray on your question, but the uh, what, what's going to drive us is is success uh, and seeing families, and you know we have a lot of emotion in this. Um, like we we you know we strive to to try to help families, and I think the the thing that drives us the most is our close niche customers that are friends. Um, and, uh, that, that's what, that's what makes us want to get after it and do it and try to do it the right way. And then, you know, our, our, our little ones want to show a little bit and, and, um, uh, you know, we'll play around with some different species and, um, and, and see if we get into that a little bit as well. And like I said, we played around with the goats this fall and we really, really enjoyed that. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll still do that for darn sure. Uh, we've got a, we've got a good team that, uh, we're going to work with and, and stay loyal to them and, and, uh, um, you know, look forward to, to that future as well. And, and they're going to show pigs and, um, and everybody's like, Oh, that'll be good if you show goats and stay out of the pigs. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no we want to stay no, in this not, deal. We're not doing both, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. that'll, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, that, that's our drive. I mean. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you, that that's a hell of a drive. I mean, you've got a hell of a passion for it, and you show it uh, day in and day out. And that was one of the questions I was going to ask you anyway, was about your kids coming of age to show and and how you're kind of kind of going to keep those customer relations uh, good. I mean, obviously you want your kids to win, but you're selling and trading fifteen hundred hogs. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Um... I'm not a guy that's that's gonna tell you something and lie to you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you straight and say, hey, you know those pigs there, we're, we're saving those are Brantleys. Um, or say, you know, this year uh, we we showed at Expo and in our goal, the Hampshire the Hampshire breed have went through a little bit of a rough deal. Uh, we were kind of transitioning, and, and I forget who told me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We maybe decided as a family, hey, we're going to show hemp bears and gills. We'll sell a few here and there, but we want him to show these hemp's. And all right, bought some gilts, raised a couple, barras, same deal. Ended up not being the best success story by any means. And then he wanted spots. So I got bought some spots, didn't sell <laughs> many, and uh, did okay with that. And uh, But I was transparent this spring. I said, hey, we're, we're focusing on these. So was like, all right, cool, cool. We'll stay away. We're not going to, that's fine. You keep them. And then, um, uh, we ended up getting a York bear we bought from Cobb. That was a curveball last minute. Good pig, good success on jackpotting and stuff. And, um, people were cool about that, but, uh, we're just trying to be kind of transparent on the deal. And, and I think that's the, that's the main thing that, that people do now. As far as stuff we raise, um, I don't know if we'll sell some choice lots and then keep the other one. Um, we've talked about that. Um, as far as trading pigs, I mean, 
uh, I'm not going to sell a $7,500 York gill and then go try to buy one for 15000 to beat her. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> now, I might try to buy her for yeah. somebody else, but I, I don't really want uh, necessarily, um, you know, our kid, you know, showing uh, certain ones or, or whatnot. But, yeah, I mean... I don't know exactly the the best way we're gonna we're gonna handle it, but um, well, it's I mean it's a difficult situation because I mean you're you're placing these hogs so you know what everyone looks like, and then you also are having your kids show hogs. I don't know. It's it's gonna be a hard dynamic. I don't oh, know. it is. It is. And I mean, we showed at the stock show this the Indiana stock show. It's a it's a second year for kind of a newer state fair oriented Indiana only show and. Uh, he's only five and this was his first year and, um, we were fortunate enough to, uh, he, he drove the grand overall market hog and, um, that was a big, that's a big, big deal for us. And that was our goal this summer was we wanted to get a really good set of stock show pigs because he's eligible. Um, and, uh, we kind of told people that and we had some, we had some pigs that, uh, we fed on all summer and then some we got in late and, and people were looking out for us and we gathered some and that pig was like bred by Brandon Ogle and Schliff kind of helped us with him. They had him one big enough really for their state fair to play and they thought about us and we got a ham from Stolquist and, um, you know, some Ottenwalder pigs. And I mean, it, it, it's kind of a neat deal, but the moral story is, you know, our son won the show um, and, I mean, the congratulations from customers was awesome. I mean, it was uh, uh, sincere, um, you know, and uh, it, it was a neat deal. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of emotion in it, and it, it was cool to, to see how people reacted to us winning. And, you know, I'm sure people on the sidelines think it's, it's uh, um you know, that, that's, that's the new thing that I'm just going to sell pigs and then try to beat them up with their kids. Now that's not the plan. Um, I want, I want my son, my sons to have success. Uh, you know, Adrian and I both, but, uh, um, we want to have the best pigs that win. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't want favors. We just, uh, we want uh, we want to win. We don't want to beat up on our customers, but as long as we're transparent with them on what we're selling, uh, what we're keeping, I think people can understand. Pigs change a lot. Exactly. I mean, uh, just in a couple of years, they change. They change so they, much. I mean, they change. They change in a month. They change in two weeks. They. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's a deal. It's not you know the other species you know from from guys that I know that are very successful, they're a little more predictable young where the pig thing can go change 180 in freaking 10 days. So, um, but no, I, I think that's, that's kind of our goal leading into it. And, uh, um, you know, the, the rumor mill, I guess I've heard is we're not going to trade pigs anymore and, and some of that. And that's not the truth. So, yeah, not, are you kidding me? Travis yeah. Platt not trading pigs can't yeah. happen. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna still you know trade a bunch of them and and uh, uh, not really and, and still raise some and we yeah. focus to try to get our sows better and 
<clears throat> if we can win with one we raise, even better. But yeah. let's stack the deck and try to get the best in the country with ones we raise and get them in the best homes, and it's a pretty good success rate. It's a heck of a way to run your business, huh? And yep. I think a lot of people listening right now, or even if you're not a hog person, you know that that's a good way to do it. Uh, last question. You've got your invitational that you, you guys came up with, which is a whole new idea of showing livestock. Um, there was a new show down in Arizona called Phoenix, uh, and mm-hmm. they did some incredible things with the Grand Stakes Drive. They had three separate judges in one ring. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of shows that are just changing the game right now. Where do you think it's going? Where, how, do you, how much do you think it's going to change within the next 10 to 5, or five to 10 years? Um, I creeped a little bit and watched the Grand Stakes. Uh, I didn't want to watch. I was in and out because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm judging Arizona Nationals, and I don't know the size of pigs, what we're showing, really. I, I didn't get the total details. I don't really want to. Exactly. Uh, in terms of the pigs that were there. I was more watching the format. I talked with uh, the three. I talked to Sloan Mayberry and and Russell all uh, just to kind of see what their take was on it. And Shannon and Jeff, uh, Jeff didn't make it actually, but some of their team um, actually came up and uh, were visiting with us. Uh, what been? It was just a couple months ago, right? July or August? Yeah. yeah they- they were showing us uh, their 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 that real good boar uh, format stuff. Yeah, stud um, tech. Yeah, and that's that's a neat deal. And we were contemplating on that. And then Shannon, you know, uh, buys a lot of semen from us, and I've known for a good while. And and he was explaining to me uh, what they were doing, and and uh, and I I watched a little bit there. And I think it's uh it's a neat concept. Um, I think there's some positives to that. Uh, I don't know if it's for every show. Oh yeah, definitely not. Um, but I think I think there is some there's some neat things, and obviously they'll work out a few glitches. Um, cattle, I've watched Denver a few times, yep. and that works because they're standing still. You can kind of wait. The pigs thing. Only thing that worries me is uh, you know wear and tear and how much pigs might wear out, but. I think that the guys that judge gave them some positive uh, feedback on it and some things can change there. But no, I think that's a cool concept. Um, I don't necessarily see a lot of uh, other big things driving by any means. You know, the plot invitational, something that's kind of different. Um, Wintex started a show last year that I judged down there that was uh, kind of exclusive for his customers. Borsta, they did a Borsta a semen sales sired by show and then uh did a show with just pigs they raised and um yeah that that's kind of a neat deal i think that there's there's different things you know we do the field of dreams pig show and sale uh that's a pig sift and then those pigs are offered to come back for a futurity show um and uh you know that's a that's a neat deal we we joined up forces with, uh, you know, Beck and Laird's for this upcoming year with, with uh, you know, be a, a McCoy, uh, Purple Power, High Point, Top Cut, Upper Hand, and um, the Showtime Sires. Hope I got everybody. And then we added Laird and Beck. And uh, um, so that, that'll be a huge deal. I hope our, our Futurity shows a little bigger turnout. Uh, it's always been kind of small for the payouts are insane. Um, When's but, that? Uh, what's that? When is that? 
Um, or, or like, okay, well, this year we're doing a uh, 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 two shows or two sifts in sales. That way the guys can get their Decembers uh, and have like a kind of an expo size. Uh, and that is the second weekend in um, February with our first one. And then our second uh, sift and sale would be like March uh, 21st. Awesome. Um, so yeah, and then we have a futurity show in May and, and that thing pays like, I don't know, like 2,500 bucks to win. And there's like 60 pigs that show up. Oh, so, <laughs> um, I would think, uh, it would be a little bit bigger. So yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Crossroads, Laird, McCoy, Purple Power, Showtime, Top Cut, Upper Hand, High Point, um, that's kind of our our crew on that deal now and you know there, there's different things moving and shaking and um i don't know i see you know nsr's in a good place now with leadership and um you know a lot of positive things there you know uh, team purebred cps you know obviously have a great following as well and and um they're growing rapid, just as rapidly as the NSR is. Yeah, they're, they're growing big time. and um, you It's know, good. We've it, got a lot of future. Yeah, that's what I see. I see a lot of future in it. Yeah. I mean, I see that there's there's openings where people can still get in on it. Um, you know, breeder boar studs, a lot of guys keeping boars, and a lot of sows to cover out there. So You're right. Now, uh, that's all the questions I had for you, Travis, but I like to leave just the end here. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to say to the general public uh, that are listening, if you have any uh, mind-blowing advice, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about mind-blowing, but I mean, uh, have a focus, have a goal, and I think that, uh, you know, things can come come true. I mean... Uh, I think that uh, if you if you strive to try to do something, get involved with the right people, and uh, go about your ways in the right way, in the right manner, earn respect. I think that uh, uh, big things can happen. I mean, it can, it can. Uh, I know this industry is very open arms for success, and there's different ways to do it. Um, and there's a lot of people out there with good people with good advice. Yeah, you're right. That's a good way to put it. That's about yeah. the, I mean, that's about, about the best thing to say right there. Just meet people and, and just set a goal and strive for yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you know exactly how it is. I mean, the, the, you being on the junior board and I mean, uh, the open, you know, the, the, the people that it's crazy to think about, you know, when I started in the first year of the NJSA and, you know, going to the leadership conference with, with different people and how many people stay in this business um, that I grew up showing with, it's going to be like that in 15 years as well. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, people stay in it and there's a reason they stay in it. It's a circulation and and it and it's, it's a good circulation. I think it's a good industry to be in the livestock in general. Um, there's plenty of avenues to make a living, have a business and, and, and make it a success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're 100% right. It's just people have to kind of get out of, get out of their comfort zone and pull the trigger on, 
put the trigger on some things that they want to do. You got to go for it. Yeah. Well, Travis, dude, you're the man and uh, you're, I mean, you're one of the people that everyone in the country looks up to. I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day and talking with me. No, anytime. I appreciate it. Sorry we didn't get caught up earlier. I mean, I know that uh, you uh, emailed me a while ago, and uh, on this podcast thing, you were kind of you were on it for anybody. So I well, uh, I I mean, I emailed you before I even had it up and running. I just knew I wanted to get I, you I on. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I mean, I'm glad we I finally got we got hooked up. And I mean, uh, I think uh, some good things with this are coming for sure. Um, I mean, obviously I, I listened to a few different ones, including yours. And I think that, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a neat deal and it's, uh, uh, it's a good thing for the industry. It's a good thing, um, to be able to listen to people because, you know, uh, I just think of myself and myself, I'm not a, I don't think I'm a role model, but I think, uh, if you set yourself, uh, as a as somebody or somebody young, if if um, if I'm judging or, or talking or whatever, if somebody can listen to you, because I had you know a long list of people that helped me uh, get get to where I am and built built me up. I mean, it's uh, it, it's good to be able to listen to it or uh, you know sit down and, and hear what they have to say. Definitely, and that's why I wanted to do it. I'm glad you kind of got that out of it. It's it yeah. they're pretty fun to do. No, they are. They're cool. So, yeah, I uh, appreciate it. And you need anything, just let me know. Thanks, Travis. I'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. The amount of passion that that, that guy has for our industry, for the show pig industry, is insane. Uh, and you can hear it in his voice. I mean, as the conversation went on, he just kept getting more passionate and passionate about things that we were talking about, about, the, about the, just the different topics that we were bringing up. Uh, what a great guy. And, and you can tell from ju- just his voice how passionate and how genuine he is uh, with wanting to help kids in our industry and wanting to, to get nice quality hogs uh, for a bunch of families ar- around uh, the country. I mean, he said he, he trades or sells 1,500 hogs a year. That's a bunch, guys. Uh, there's There's not really anybody else in the country that does that right now, and he's... He's setting the standard right now for uh, for the person that's that's doing that, that's placing all those hogs, and and that's meeting with those families and and getting just just getting better livestock in the hands of families around the country. I think that's very very important. And uh, I mean, you don't have to have a super super good one to get the most out of it, but it helps. It certainly helps if you have a good one to help you get motivated to keep with it. Uh, and I think. Everyone can understand that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's all for the banners, but it certainly feels a lot better when you get fourth or third than last. Am I right? So he's. He, I mean, he's helping families all over the country do that, and he's going to do it for a while. I hope. I mean, I. I hope he does it for a very long time because I don't know who else can do it. I mean, there there'll be somebody after him, but he's doing an excellent job, and I, I'm sure glad I got Mr. Platt on. Uh, to sit down and talk with me. So uh, come back on Monday. I'll have your callback episode. Might have a special guest. Not sure yet. It'll be a little surprise. You guys know how how I like to run it. Uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a rating. Hey, leave a comment or something uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you can uh, 
leave a little rating and a little comment, I'll shout you out. I'll give you a little shout out on the next episode, on the callback episode. So do that, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. I love you. Bye.